welcome to Homeopathy Lee, a podcast about all things homeopathy. My name is Mitty Mitchell and I'm your host. I'm a practicing homeopath and on this podcast I share with you homeopathic gold nuggets, snippets from the homeopathic practice and what the world looks like from where I am. Today I would like to talk about male libido, stamina and lust. And this is um, something that sometimes gets men into my practice and they will come asking, Hey, you say you got something for everything. <laughs> Do you have something that can help me in, in this issue as well? And yes, of course I do. There are lots of things that we can do in a really natural way. That also helps with libido, stamina, and lust. And I'm I'm going to talk about male libido, stamina, and lust uh, today in this uh, podcast because it is um, when when we start talking about female libido and lust, then in my experience it is a little bit more complex. It's like being turned on as a woman is a different thing from from being turned on as a man. Uh, and I just think that let's just uh, not, it, it's like stepping into a completely different universe. And because right now I actually have a request from a patient that just wanted to get back to some of the good stuff that I had given before in regards to, I guess, mainly stamina. Um so I just thought it was actually it would also make a really nice episode for the podcast here. So I just want to go through, you know, some of the main things that uh, there is on offer in both in homeopathy. And then there's also some herbal tinctures that I'm going to recommend. And there's also some supplements that I absolutely do want to recommend because they're just great. Uh, so let's just get into it. <clears throat> But before we get started, really, I, I would like to just comment a little bit on the political situation that's in the world in the moment. Uh, we have um, so many wars going on. We have so much division happening. We have very depressing news. Uh, there is a lot of bombing, fear I don't know why we need to know that somebody is getting, being abducted in a country that has nothing to do with me. But it just seems to me that there is a lot of fear mongering. I'm sorry, but it's how I see it. It's when we read the newspapers, everything is being sensationalized in regards to what is scary uh, what taps into our fears. And then, of course, at the same time, we also have these wars going on that gives us lots of opportunities to disagree with each other. So not only does it give us this opportunity to disagree with each other, but it actually also taps into our deepest fears. And what we just have to remember is that when we are scared, when we live in fear, it's the same as being stressed. You know, those two things are exactly the same from a chemical perspective. When we look at the body, there is no difference from being fearful and being stressed. And we seem to have lived in a very 
stressful world, but I think that we're just stepping into a very fearful world. But it doesn't actually change the chemistry in our bodies. It is the same thing. But what happens when we live in fear? So many things happen. Because when we live in fear, then our bodies adjust to the situation and our bodies will only do everything that is necessary for us to survive. Which is great if we are being chased, if there's something that happens that is an immediate threat, then that's really pretty awesome. But when it is just a perceived threat and not a real threat, and actually we are not in actual immediate danger, then it becomes a little bit counter, actually quite a lot counterproductive because I guess that we would then categorize it more as stress. But what happens and the body is still the same. And it is that the body is in fight or flight mode. And when we are in fight or flight, then lots of things shuts down in the body at the same time because all energy is being preserved to be able to escape, um, to have our senses working extra, um, our breath changes and so on. But the things that are being shut down, it's stuff like our digestive system. So uh, it's going to be very difficult to go to the bathroom. Uh, our fertility shuts down. There's no need to think about fertility if, you, if your body is in a reaction where it thinks it's about to die. First of all, it has to preserve its own life. What else happens? Um, so we stop regenerating in our bodies. It basically means that when when tissue breaks down in the body, then it's not getting fixed. It's like we're just we're just wearing the body down without having any kind of repair work taking place on at least not as much as would be more beneficial from us for us. Our immune system actually stops working because there's no need to be worried about infections and so on if you are being chased by an animal. So that shuts down. Um no fertilities and of course we have no sexual desire so that can tap into a little bit of our topic maybe today where there can be like lack of stamina or, or god knows what it, what it is that is actually going on so there is a lot of very important things that are being put on hold in the body when we live in fear or when we are stressed so i just want to really encourage everybody to step out of the news I mean stop reading the news I notice myself I, I hardly ever read the news anymore I because I, I feel the negative impact that it has on me and frankly there's so many of the things that are in the news my personal opinion or what I even think about it or anything like this it will have no impact at all whatsoever on the situation and I'm not even sure that I understand the full picture when it comes to the topic of war I have traveled in countries that have been in war and what I have always learned once I get to the country and start talking to the people there 
I just realized I don't know anything. <laughs> I only got the surface about what's going on. Um, so, yeah, uh, I have huge empathy for anybody that has to go through war. As As someone that I have a collaboration with, who is um, the director of a museum that is about World War Two? he said to me, he said that war is um, thousands and thousands of individual tragedies, individual personal tragedies. You know, war is never headlines. War is the thousands and thousands of personal tragedies. How can we, um, why, you know, we can, we can have empathy for people on that level and we can also save ourselves from the fear that is being pumped to us through the newspapers, through the news, where actually the only impact it has on us is that the information that we are getting because the impact on it, on us is not actual real. And we can do that to enjoy a life where we can thrive and in this way also be able to give back to the world, give back to people that need it, maybe people that are a little bit closer to us. And of course, always offer whatever we can, but we are not helping by being frozen in fear. There's also here in Denmark, we have a, a cancer week, or I don't know if it's turned into a cancer month by now, but where there is a big collection uh, for cancer research and, and so on, lots of TV shows. And what I notice is that during this time where where this campaign is taking place, I have a lot more patients that get fearful about cancer and start interpreting their symptoms as cancer, um, where 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 it isn't cancer, but you get this extra layer of fear put upon yourself. When we look at the animals at the savanna, which of course is not the same as a human, because we have empathy and we have you know like we, we well I don't know you know we 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 just have other things, poetry and so on. We are not exactly the same as animals, but we can still sit down and observe animals and, and, and see how their behavior is. So when a zebra is being chased by a hyena or whatever it's called on the, on the savanna, you can see, you know, how fast it can run, you know, how quickly it is to turn and how aware it is of, of where the, uh, whoever is chasing him is so he can react to their movements and you know and where to escape to and and so on you can see like that it's like this everything is just completely sharp and senses and all the muscles are full of blood and and the zebra can just really run very fast and it's all there it's happening but then once the danger is over what does the zebra do it continues to graze, then the danger is over. It doesn't continue to stay in the state of fear until 
the danger is real again. It doesn't have that kind of anxiety that we may start to live with um, as kind of like as an extended reaction to have something scary or traumatic happen to us. Because what we also have to remember is that when we get into the fear state, it's not just that the body stops looking after itself and maintaining itself. We also get exposed to adrenaline and cortisol, two substances that are actually not exactly vitamins for the body. I mean, they're great to have when they're needed in those very short-term situations where we need to uh, preserve our own life. But the long-term, even short-term exposure is actually toxic for the body. But in that sense, yes, long-term exposure is very toxic. And it's something that we do need to find a way out of. Of course, you're welcome to come and see me in my homeopathic consultation and, and we can work through it and get out on the other side. I sometimes use lots of other methods apart from, you know, some of the supplements that I'm suggesting here, but also breathing exercises, stuff that can almost be considered like a ritual. But because it is like a very deep-seated behavior that we need to change. Okay, <clears throat> so much about that. I just thought it would be all right to kind of mention that. So let's get into start talking about stamina, libido and lust um, in men. First, I would like to talk about is two supplements that I find amazing, not just for this, but, but for so many things. Because they are both so very good at providing good energy to the body. And, you know, good libido uh, and being lustful is actually also a very high expression of vitality. So we need to have good vitality also to be able to express this. So there are some good supplements that are good for, for it. Not just for libido and, uh, and lust and stamina but all around. But these are just so great, so simple and uh, kind of universal. So I think we should definitely talk about them here. So uh, we have ro rhodiola, which you might know. It's uh, very accessible uh, and very easy to get. And it has a, a good uh, reputation for actually... Uh, sexual stamina and in particular once men get a little bit older and maybe their erections don't get as hard anymore then this seems to be a really nice uh, supplement to help with that it is also just a supplement that is amazing for uh, maintaining good energy throughout the day and when, and it's also a supplement that has frequently been used for stuff like depression, low mood, low self-esteem and so on. I think it is simply just because it really helps lifting the whole vitality up a notch because it just seems to be, yeah, it just gives you that good, nice energy. And 
there's different doses that you can do in this. So so most doses they are somewhat between uh, 400 and 800 milligrams. I would say it's like a a good kind of normal daily dose. However, if you want to say <laughs> have a extra nice Saturday evening. You know, then maybe go up and take as much as 1200, 1600 milligrams, just like as a take a bigger dose and take that for about an hour before you would uh, expect to seduce your other half, so to say, uh, for an extra an extra kick and for for better circulation and basically for a harder erection and for more stamina so that's a uh, rhodiola it's spelled r h o d i o l a as i would expect some of you would ask so that's like a very good very good supplement to take just for for energy in general so, but before you say, okay, I'm just going to take this every day and I'm just going to take this every day for the rest of my life, then just bear in mind that also when we talk about uh, supplements for, for energy, as, as it is for supplements for almost anything, it's a very good thing to uh, change it every so often. So don't stay on the same thing for a long time. Because we are talking about, you know, supporting the vitality, lifting the vitality out of somewhere where it isn't just in its own natural state. And we can do that for so long, but we can't do that forever. So instead of just take rhodiola every day for the rest of our life and and at one point get really disappointed by it and saying it's not working for me anymore, then it's better just to switch to something else. And then you can always switch back again. You've got to have like a few different things that can help your vitality in this way. So the other thing that I favor and I, I really, really, really appreciate and love so much, that's royal jelly. So what is royal jelly? So, well, the royal jelly is the honey that the... Um, that the larva uh, of the bee get for the first three days of their life uh, to get that kind of like initial boost to be able to become a bee and then continued on as well. Some of these larva uh, are being picked out to be potential new queen bees and then they will continue to get the same food every day for the rest of their life and then one of them is going to become a queen bee and the rest of one are going to get killed and get kicked out but the only difference between a worker bee and a queen bee is the nutrition that they get and the nutrition that they get that is royal jelly so it is a special very potent type of honey that makes the normal worker bee grow into, I don't know what, three, four times the size of, of a normal worker bee. Simply just through the nutrition. And I remember the first time I had royal jelly. It was at a time when, you know, in my previous work, when I 
worked in interior design and I was traveling around all over the world and I was like seriously I had like months where I just had a constant jet lag because I was traveling so much and I was going I remember I was going into a period of time that was particularly it was going to be a lot there was going to be a lot a lot a lot going on and I went down to a Chinese doctor and I and I told him I said hey you know I need something for energy and yeah, this is going to be rough. And, and he gave me those royal jelly. He just said, you just take this. And I'm telling you, that stuff works. So I have taken royal jelly uh, in beautiful, big, golden box uh, in glass vials that you get from the Chinese man. Uh, I have taken it in that way. And I have also grabbed royal jelly in a pile of supplements on sale in a supermarket and I would say I get the same thing out of all of it I don't know what the difference is between the different brands of, of you know royal jelly for me it just really works and it's something again you take it for one month and when you get it from the Chinese doctor it's also something that you take for it's like a it's like a protocol you know you take one dose daily for 30 days and and, and then you stop again so, and and I think also with uh, rhodiola, it's also you know it's a it's a herb. It's some it's it's a plant. It comes from a plant. It's not like okay, there can be different grades of the plant, I guess. But I don't really have a big opinion about you know buy this brand or that brand or from here or from there. Of course, always try and buy organic and so on. And but it's the same thing with the royal jelly. Listen, uh, the, the royal jelly is made by the bees and it's harvested by humans. So again, I don't really know what the big difference is from, from one brand to the other, but it's just something that also really works so well for energy. And it is something that I recommend very often in my practice for clients when we need to kind of like pull the vitality up a notch I'm always careful about it when it's people with stress and so on I, I just I just want to add the speech to it that I, that I give when it, when it comes to people that are burned out or uh, frankly they take on too much in their life and that is don't use this to continue doing more of what brought you to the state that you came to me in you know <laughs> you uh, it, don't just use this so that you can do more of the stuff that makes you sick no you know take this and use it for your recovery and learn to say no and learn to cut back on duties and 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 saying yes to people when they come and and ask you uh to help them out because they know they can always count on you, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's very, you have to be very careful when you give these good energy supplements to people that like to take this energy to go and burn themselves out even more. <laughs> Just a little lifted finger here. Okay, so let's um, look at the uh, two herbal tinctures. Uh, that is also suggested and have good rapport in regards to uh, stamina and libido uh, in men. Uh, in men, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking mm, it's uh, because 
one of the herbal tinctures here has has another function in in women as opposed to men. There is a, there is a split here. So we have a uh, damiyama, and damiyama is uh, uh, being used to increase sexual arousal and stamina in men. So this is just a herbal tincture, and you can get that in so many uh, i mean yeah, at least you can get it in all the homeopathic pharmacies but i'm sure that you know anything that has to do with sexual stimulation and so on it's always something that you will find that you can find in, in that is in stock in in health food stores so it's d a m i a n a damiama and and that's uh, uh, in women we use this to regulate uh, menstruation and menopausal uh, symptoms so not for sexual arousal as, as, and stamina as as we use it in men so how would you take this you would take about five drops of this in a little bit of water and take that on a daily basis and then you will see where it takes you and again This is also a herbal tincture. I don't want you to take this for the rest of your life. I want you to have breaks in between. So whenever you think, okay, I don't need actually to have this in the moment, then just take a break. It will it will uh, uh, work better if you also allow yourself to take the breaks in between. The other herbal tincture I would like to talk about is ashwagandha. And that's being used for for a lot of different things, and it's also very readily available. Uh, it's uh, used for reducing stress and anxiety. Okay, so that taps into what we spoke about before about libido as well, and how that has something to do with fear. Okay, uh, it can be used for athletic performance, mental health, and then uh, it helps reduce blood sugar levels, which is also Blood sugar levels and and mood swings are of course also very closely related. So you know every t- any time that you have anyone with depression, anxiety, and so on, you also always want to go in and stabilize the blood sugar because that's going to help. Uh, so in that sense, this working as a blood sugar stabilizer is going to help reduce stress and anxiety. And that's gonna take you back into the resting state, to the recovery state, you know, where you can relax, and and where you don't have to be fearful, being anxiety, and so on. Your body can start repairing, and you're in the state where you're also ready to reproduce again, <laughs> which is basically what this is about. So, it is also known to actually boost testosterone. And increase fertility in men. And when it comes to ashwagandha, I mean, you can you can get it as a herbal tincture. You can also get it as as a supplement, so in pills and so on. I would just go in and take the dose, start with the dose, as it is recommended on the bottle. And then you can always take a look at and say, okay, do I do I want to increase it? If you take it as a tincture, you take five drops two times a day. That's basically it. 
So those were my two herbal tinctures or herbal supplements. So let's uh, go in and start talk about some of the homeopathic remedies that we got here. First, I would like to mention the tissue salts Kalimur and Ferrum Fuss. They are suggested for fatigue and exhaustion. So it's, again, if we say we want to lift the energy up a little bit, then the tissue salts, Kalimur and Ferrum Fuss, they, they are good. They, they are basically the ones to tap into. So tissue salts are very low potency homeopathic remedies. Almost, if you want to get very nerdy about it, there is a slight difference from it to a homeopathic remedy, but we don't need to go into that. But the tissue salts are very readily available in most health food stores. And then you would basically take a couple of uh, pills of each of Kalimur and Ferrum Fuss, and you would do that two times daily to help lift up the fatigue or, or, or get out, lift, get lifted out of the fatigue, get lifted out of the exhaustion. When we start talking about premature ejaculation, then there is it is suggested to take Aurum Metallicum 200C every three days. And this is from a protocol that I've fished out of uh, the Banerjee protocols, which is a, a very special set of protocols from India. India. So Aurum Metallicum is uh, also a homeopathic remedy that we prescribe basically from, from people that kind of burn their candles in both ends, you could say. So it is when they can get they can get very excited and quite depressed. So it, there can be like it, it can go between the two states basically, or there will be a long state of being very excited and then jump. Then it ends up in deep depression basically. But that's Aura Metallicum 200C every three days. Why not try it out? In the same protocol. It is also suggested to take Phosphoricum Acetum 200C two times daily. Phosphoricum Acetum, you know, all the homeopathic remedies, as soon as they say Acetum in the end, then it basically means that there is acid there, and when there is acid present, and when there is a lot of acid present, then it um is an expression of there there is exhaustion present there is a lot of tiredness and phosphoricum acetum is a remedy that we use for anybody in a burned out state um so again we are tapping into this idea of lifting up the energy of the individual a little bit higher and to have more stamina basically so phosphoricum acetum would then be taken two times daily in the 200C potency. Another remedy that can be added is lycopodium 1M, and that can be taken once a week, not just for uh, premature ejaculation, but just for, uh, you could say, sexual weakness, or just for, uh, again, just, just not being able to tap into the the lust and libido and, and stamina. You know, we're talking about protocols here. So 
we can we can say a lot of things about the individual remedies, but we don't always have to do that when we are talking about the protocols because the protocols they are just being used to tap into one very specific area of a remedy and we're not looking at it holistically anymore. And some of the remedies, they are just so good for certain things that we can start making these protocols without actually taking the big case. So, you know, it is just something for anybody to to try out if if you feel like it, that this could be something that you would like to just try out, you know, like kind of as a protocol, um, homeopathic protocol instead of the individualized consultation that that we prefer to do when we are homeopaths. But you know what? I'm open to all of it. I like you to just go in and, and just try this out. I'm going to add some notes here in the... Um, below this episode so you can go and find some of these remedies and you can you can see the names and so on so if you want to go and get it from your homeopathic pharmacy you will be able to do that another remedy that i would like to mention here is from the narayani protocols which is again from India, where we have some fantastic combination remedies. So the Banerjee, that's more protocols, individual remedies, and they are put together in a certain way. When we talk about the Narayani remedies, then we talk very much about combination remedies. So remedies where you have a lot of remedies mixed into it. Uh, And there's one remedy here that I would like to mention, and it's simply called Mayo. M-A-L-E, and it's in two in the 200th potency. And it is in the protocol to take it three times daily for a period of time. And it has something for the prostate. It has some balancing remedy for, for men. Um, and it has some sexual stimulation remedies in there. And then it also has some good stuff for the glands. So I don't want to go into the big picture of everything, what's in here. I just want you to know that this is something that is available. And I would say that if you were to pick some stuff out of here, of this, of the stuff that I have spoken about here, I would go and pick either uh, rhodiola, or royal jelly to start with and then start mixing those up and then start taking this one male which is also called special 32 you can see it in the link and take that three times daily and just start with that and see where that takes you to be honest because this is a such a great combination remedy but of course again like i said in the beginning you need to bear in mind what's going on with your mental health are you living in fear if you live in fear, it's going to be uh, very difficult uh, to get to the bottom of what's going on with you here. I just want to come with a little note here as well for for the women, uh, just so we get something for women too. I, I said in the beginning, I don't want to get into too deeply. I don't want to get into the lust and into the libido. 
simply because there can be so much trauma around that and it's so easy to look at the female sexuality in the same way as the male sexuality and frankly it's not fair there is a lot of other things that comes into play when we talk about the female sexuality but there's a couple of remedies here that I just mentioned in regards to painful intercourse because of course that is um, if if you're suffering from that, I mean, <laughs> I would like to help you. I have some suggestions for you here for what you can try and do. So uh, we, ha- I just got to say that anything that has to do with female sexuality, we meet the remedy sepia a lot. So sepia is a good remedy to go in and look into. Uh, sepia is very good in many... Uh, time it well you know when there's a shift in hormones in women it's a it's an amazing remedy we use it so much for anyone any woman that hasn't felt well since pregnancy or birth for instance where there is a huge shift in hormones Uh, so this is also a part of this protocol so we have sepia 200c every other day so also for painful intercourse, it's something that you can try. And then there's two other remedies that you may want to try and maybe pick one of them or have both of them or try and switch in between them just to see if this is something that can help you out. So there is Arnica 3C, so in a very low potency. So of course we know Arnica is just something that we know is a remedy that is great to um, uh, bring healing to the right places in the body when it needs to for any swellings uh, for any pain basically that takes place in the body that that could be f- from impact but in a low potency not in a high potency on uh, and then there's also lacasis is another suggestion to take in combination with sepia in the 200 uh, C potency and you can take that every other day so you know if you took sepia and lagasis together then you would take sepia one day lagasis the other day sepia the next day lagasis the next day and you could probably do that for something up to I don't know up to three weeks and then you'll see where that takes you but not for longer promise me that uh, or um, you could take sepia every other day and then at the same time you would take Arnica 3C two times daily. So you can see, play around with it a little bit and see if there's anything here that may help you. And then I just did that also just um, kind of like general repertorization on uh, female sexuality. And... Uh, aversion to sex, decreased desire, absent enjoyment, delayed orgasm, dryness, and 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 any, you know, just just took these different symptoms as I would call them in the homeopathic practice. And sepia is absolutely just just a remedy. Boom, boom, boom. It just comes up every time. Sepia is a huge remedy for women, and when it comes to anything that has to do with the sexual organs including desire and then another remedy that that comes up a lot and and that's net mirror and net mirror is 
a remedy that deals with a lot of past grief. And that's where I say, okay, we gotta, uh, you know, be a little bit more gentle <laughs> with the women. Okay, you know, Nat Mira is coming up a lot for men as well when I go in and I repertorize on men, but um, it is all... Also, if not more, I would say a lot more present when when it comes to aversion to sex and lack of sex and lack of desire in women. That mirror is a remedy that comes up, and this is where we start to talk about the grief. You know, where it can be that there is some something that happened in the past, basically. Because Ned Mirror has to do with things that happened in the past that still has a hook in us, and we can't really let it go. So the so the Ned Mirror is a remedy that comes up there a lot when I start repertorizing on female sexuality. Funnily enough, you know, then Ferrum Fuss is also coming up. Remember, I I suggested that for uh, as a tissue salt. Uh, you know, taking the tissue salts Kalimur and Ferrum Fuss for fatigue and exhaustion to kind of like try and help and lift lift the um, vitality up a little bit. So Ferrum Fuss as a remedy, homeopathic remedy, not just as a tissue salt. It's also coming up in the in the female in when I repertorize uh, female sexuality. It's just one of them. Obviously, there is a lot of remedies. But I hope that you found this information useful. I hope it is going to help you. And of course, I would be super curious to hear um, if any of these little pieces of advice have helped you increase your stamina, lust and desire. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, then don't forget to like, subscribe and share with your friends. And visit my website for more information about online consultations and online classes about homeopathy. My website is in the description. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. Stay happy and healthy.